Welcome to the Toxic American Podcast. I'm your host, Rudy. Um, you can follow me. If you found this, you probably already follow me on Twitter at Toxic American. Uh, but if that's somehow you found this some other way, uh, follow me over at Twitter at Toxic American. Um, I also have a Substack. You can find it in the bio of here or on my Twitter page. There's a link there. But there's some things that I'm not a very good writer, and if you go read that, you'll kind of notice that pretty obviously. It doesn't take long to figure that out. But there's some things that I can't really think about writing because I have too many thoughts that come into my head at the same time, and I'm not a very good typer, typist. I, whatever, I'd make a horrible secretary. Not only can I not type very well, I don't, I don't take orders very well. So, obviously, Jason Aldean has been in the news lately for his song, uh, Try That in a Small Town or whatever it is. I'm not a Jason Aldean fan. I think he's awful. I think that whole genre of pop, country, whatever it is, is absolutely god-awful. I don't, if you listen to that and you're into that, what's wrong with you? That's all I can ask. But anyway, moving on. Um, I understand Taylor Swift more than I understand that pop country. If you like pop, listen to pop. That's, that's not even country. You know, David Allen Coe is rolling over in his grave as you've listened to Jason Aldean. But getting sidetracked. This this exactly why I can't write about it because it gets sidetracked. So Jason Aldean's been in the news. Somehow he's a racist because he wrote a song not about racism. Um but he filmed it at the Tennessee Capitol and supposedly, allegedly, probably, there was a lynching there like 100 years ago. Safe to say Jason Aldean had no part in that. One, pretty sure he wasn't alive. Two, pretty sure he's not from Tennessee. Um, And I'm pretty sure they didn't lynch anyone while they were filming that video. Seems like that would have made the news. but I want to talk about Jason Aldean as opposed to, or in contrast to, the Reverend Al Sharpton, who made a really foolish comment on the air. Nothing obscene or nothing racist, which, you know, he's done that before, but no one wants to talk about that. Uh, he compared one, Donald Trump, to Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, which... Myself, as a two-time Trump voter, and I guess if he's nominated a third time, probably be a three-time Trump voter, uh, you pale in comparison to TJ and Madison. It's not even close. Um, But anyway, again, I digress. Sharpton was on a panel with, I think, three other people, all who I think were also, or all three others were white. Sharpton says something to the effect, can you imagine Thomas Jefferson or James Madison overthrowing the government? And yes, I understand that Sharpton was talking about contrasting that with Donald Trump and the indictment that was handed down that they were speaking about. And he said this would be like if they had tried to overthrow the government, the United States government. To Mr. Sharpton, I would like to uh, say, if you ever hear this, 
Yes, I can't imagine them doing that. There's a track record. And I can also imagine that if Thomas Jefferson and James Madison somehow were able to be brought back to life and saw our current state of affairs in this country with folks like you, Mr. Sharpton, as some sort of leader of some sort of community or a reverend, I'm pretty sure that they would all gather us in a room, those of us who have a problem or those of us that, are, that love our country, they would get us all together and reprimand us and scream at us and ask us, what the hell is wrong with you people? Why haven't you taken action? And they would be valid in asking that. So yes, Mr. Sharpton, I can totally see those two overthrowing a government like they had before, or at least insurrectioning, insurrectioning a government. I know, I know they didn't overthrow the monarchy of the Brits, but they told them to uh, buzz off in not so many words. But my overall point, Jason Aldean, Al Sharpton, what the hell am I talking about? Why are these two even in the same conversation? Because as far as I know, and I don't know much about the man, but as far as I know, Jason Aldean doesn't have any sort of track record of racism. Al Sharpton does, from anti-Semitic remarks and actions to homophobic remarks, actions. Uh, I'm pretty sure he don't like white people. Um, I'm pretty sure that most black people he doesn't really care for too much, um, especially since when he got found out by the, I believe, FBI, possibly DEA, he turned on everyone involved and became state's witness and an undercover informant, a CI. The man doesn't have a very good track record of uh, being a high character individual, let's say. Now, he's been in the spotlight quite a bit more than Jason Aldean has, or for longer. Um, I, I don't understand the why Jason Aldean gets called a racist or that his song is about racism. I watched the video on mute. I read the lyrics. Uh, the lyrics are pretty crappy. They're very generic, like most of that pop country crap. Uh, the video, besides just stock or just a really cheesy video of dudes fake playing a song in front of the Capitol. The Capitol looked cool at night, but outside of just, you know, dudes in leather jackets and jeans fake playing a song, it, the only other images you had were of uh, the riots of 2020, some other crimes that were taking place. So you have closed caption video, ring doorbell cams, news footage, of people destroying things, robbing things, fighting, which goes along with what he's talking about in the song. It makes sense. He doesn't single out, as far as I could tell, anyone of any race, whether it's in the lyrics, in the visual, anything of that nature. So you have the people from MSNBC, which is where the Reverend Al Shopton is employed saying that Jason Aldean is racist because of where they filmed that video. Like I said, apparently there was a lynching that happened on those grounds like a hundred years ago. But has MSNBC ever looked at uh, 
where the land that they sit on, where their studio is, where that came from, and who had that before, if we want to play this whole virtue signal game, and who owns what. Because the Algonquin Indian tribes would like a word, MSNBC. So does that make the Reverend Al Sharpton and all of those people there, does that make them racist against Native Americans? No. Why is it okay for the corporate media garbage people to slander, there's no other word for it, slander and libel Jason Aldean because of a location of where he filmed the video and because the message in his song is calling out a lot of those same people who called those 2020 riots mostly peaceful protests, including the vice president, current vice president of the United States of America and many other sitting members in our federal government, among others. But you, no one, when Al Sharpton made this stupid remark about Madison and Jefferson overthrowing a government, no one corrected, corrected him. No one pushed back on him. No one said a word other than, oh, yeah, and they just nod their little heads. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's so smart. You're so smart, Al. But they have all the words in the world for a Jason Aldean. Isn't that the true racism that you were probably too afraid to say anything to Al Sharpton in the moment because you were afraid that you might get called racist? You're a racist. But you would have been totally right to call out Al because he is a racist. He has always been a racist, a bigot, an anti-Semite. He is all of the things. There, you, it's on video. It's on record. It is not a hidden fact. It's very easy to find. Uh, he's said it numerous times. This was not in jest behind closed doors or a joke or anything like that. All of the things that I said he has done, he has done, and he has done them with malice. He has done them for his own benefit. So why didn't anyone call him out? Are they not smart enough? Are they not brave enough? Or are they just as ignorant as Al is on the subject matter and on his past? Food for thought. Moving on to something a little more lighthearted, sort of. I live in northeastern Oklahoma, and it has been actual temperature 100 degrees plus for the last week straight. Factor in the humidity, we're at real physical feeling temps, feels like temps, if you're familiar with how they calculate humidity. It feels like 120 degrees outside. We also, in the state of Oklahoma, have a, a state penitentiary in McAllister, Oklahoma, known as Big Mac. And it was built in 1908, about a year after statehood. 
Uh, McAllister isn't much of a town right now. I mean, it's it's got everything you need. It's not some one-horse town, one-stoplight town. But it's not a big city by any stretch of the imagination. So I can only imagine what McAllister looked like in 1908. The building itself that sits today obviously is very old. It's very menacing looking just from the road. Uh, it's pretty ugly. But in 1935 or so, they expanded it and they created a new cell block. And I think it was cell block F. They did this and it increased their capacity, 750 members, inmates, lawbreakers. But basically, Big Mac is where we send our worst of the worst here in the state of Oklahoma. It's where our death row is. Uh, you don't want to go there. So it's been 100 plus degrees here. I have a couple of uh, shipping containers on my property. One I'm renovating right now and making into a tiny home. That's for a whole other subject. But I have another one that I use as a shed and another one I use as like a mini shop. None of them, the shed one is not finished out. It's just the doors. If you're not familiar with what a shipping container is, these are the things that people renovate, turn into tiny homes. They're also the things you see on trains that are stocked up. There's what you see at shipping yards, you know, in a harbor. Big metal containers, 40 foots, 20 foots, 50 foots, blah, blah, blah. They're all metal. They're about an eighth of an inch thick worth of metal. And they've got doors on one end. Big cargo doors on one end. So as I'm out there, I basically can't be in the shed or any of that because it gets so hot that the radiant heat coming, passing through into the shipping container, it, the, the temperature, if it feels like 120 degrees outside in there, it feels like about 130. Yes, you can open the doors, but again, the radiant heat just keeps coming and so it is just unbearable in there. What the hell does this have to do with a prison? Here's what it has to do with the prison. When they built cell block F, they didn't build it out of your standard building materials, either stone or wood or concrete or, or anything like that. They built it out of metal. And they built basically metal boxes. And they built these metal boxes just out in the sun out of about eighth inch steel. And they just set them out there with one door on one end and three enclosed sides. And they would put prisoners out there and the sun would just beat down upon that. I can only imagine what those poor fools who found themselves in Big Mac in one of those metal boxes was going through in this Oklahoma, July, June, August sun. And then when the temps get real hot, what they went through. <laughs> Funny fact, 1930 was some of our uh, worst heat we've ever had on record in this state so let that be your american tip of the day don't break the law and don't go to prison in big mac in McAllister, oklahoma catch y'all next time if you've made it this far thank you very very much hope to have more content coming soon talk to you later